Welcome back to the weekly anime performance review, the show where we review the performance of anime weekly. We are your three high-powered anime business executives. I am Juliet, your extremely drama queen clarinetist. I'm Chris, your AI eyeball Ibo Iba. And I'm Andrew. Our teacher's kind of hot, right? The weirdest thing, though, is that, like, he's not that hot. <laughs> what, what the fuck are you talking about? He's hot. He's voiced by Takahiro Sakurai, whose name I definitely remember without having to look it up. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's hot. Takahiro Sakurai only voices hot characters, like Cloud Strife and Rohan Kishibe. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> so if you can't tell by our titles, and mine was literally just because everyone in the clarinet section when I was in high school was a drama queen. Uh, today we're talking about sound euphonium. And... Uh, there, we, there, are, there is no group of three people who are better prepared to talk about a wind band anime than the three of us, because we all were some flavor of Texas band kid at one time, and we're also all weebs. I mean, I was kind of shit at it, but... You were a band kid for a period of time, though. But Chris and I were in band all the way from the beginning of middle school through college, I believe? I don't know if you actually were in band in middle school, Chris, but I, I was. I didn't have middle school. I had junior high. Whatever. Same shit. No, we started in seventh grade. Okay. Six. So I played clarinet since sixth grade, basically continuously till I graduated from college. Uh, there's another timeline out there where I might have played trombone instead. And I sometimes wonder what I would be like had I picked trombone in fifth grade instead of clarinet. No, I feel the same way because I did saxophone. Um, but yeah. I remember when auditioning, they were like, your embouchure is better fitted for clarinet. And I'm like, fuck you, I want saxophones. But I, <sighs> I wonder how that would have changed. I mean, being a clarinetist is a curse because you'll spend the rest of your life uh, when you tell people that they'll just be like, like Squidward? And I'll be like, yes, like Squidward. <laughs> I mean, all saxophones got is careless whisper. I mean, I know a lot of sax players who reveled in the careless whisper. True. Yeah. Like, that's all people know. One time, uh, I had a... Uh, I think y'all know... Y'all know Jeff. Uh, one time, uh, at, like, a church event in, like... When we were in, like, 8th or ninth grade, Jeff showed up with his saxophone as Sexy Sax Guy from the video. I believe that was a Eurovision entry, the Sexy Sax Man. I think it was like Moldova's or something. Sure. Anyway, uh, so this is a wind band anime, or high school band anime, and it's by oh, Kyoto Frickin' Animation. <laughs> and it's set in Kyoto. Isn't that fun? Uh, but... This is primarily the story of Kumiko Omai, who is entering her first year at Kitauji High School uh, and winds up getting roped into joining the concert band when she wasn't when she wasn't sure if she was going to do so again after middle school or not. Uh, along the way, she meets a lot of friends, including her two friends, Hazaki and Midori, uh, and reconnects with uh, Kosaka, Reina Kosaka, who she went to middle school with and uh, who takes trumpet very seriously. And so 
This show is all about them striving to make it to nationals, to make it to the big national concert band competition. Uh, and the first season, at least, ends with the regional. Second is about like the other two competitions. But we're only talking about the, uh, the first season today because of scheduling stuff. Uh, so I want to hear what you guys thought generally, because I, I, I picked this one. This is my birthday month pick. Uh, I wanted to watch it again, <laughs> more or less. That's my entire reason why. But I wanted y'all's impressions, because this is not our first Kyoto animation joint. We watched Hyoka a while back. Yeah, we did Hyoka, we did Violet Evergarden, we did Dragon Maid, so... Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're just we're just on a victory lap at this point. <laughs> I'll let Chris go first. Okay. I liked it. I'd, I'd seen this one before, and so it was kind of fun going back to see it again. Did we watch this together at some point? I think we watched it separately. Okay. We might have seen like a few episodes with Wyatt, but I don't remember. If we I ever don't did. remember that. But I don't remember anything. I was born on July 11th of this year. Um, so I had some issues, and we can get a bit into them when we get to the appropriate categories. Okay. But ultimately, this is a club anime. Yes. And I feel like there's ones that do what they try and do better. What do you mean by that? Um... Ultimately, I feel like the characters, we don't really learn too much about them, I feel. And our main character feels like they're just there most of the time. For season I, I one. Season agree. two, I feel like the episodes I saw there's a bit different, but, mm. you know, obviously. I kind of agree that um, on her own, our protagonist, Kumiko, is not the most interesting character. But uh, this show is a lot more structured around, like, getting to know the other members more. Uh, and she's kind of kind of an observer for a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but we'll get more into that later. Uh, on the production side, though, you can't really deny that, I mean, it's a Kyoto animation show. It looks pretty good. <laughs> no, it doesn't look good, but it, it sounds like it should, which yeah. isn't always good. <laughs> like, yeah. As, as a anime about band you want it to sound like actual playing yes mm -hmm. and it, it is very authentic to like what it sounds like when people are just learning their instruments or when they're practicing or um anything like that yeah the one thing like, that does frustrate me is that they never they never play anything below tempo in rehearsal <laughs> yeah i mean who knows, but yeah, they do the things, you know, where see. you play it over and over and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I feel like playing the pieces 10 times in a row is a bit much, but oh wait, no, shit, that's, that's season, season two. two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, there are moments like when they're like, oh, did you hear how that didn't sound good? And they're correct. That's how it sounded. It didn't sound perfect. And they're just like, oh, but it's not good. Yeah. Which I think is good. That's what they need to do. Yeah, it has a it has a very authentic soundscape that really sells it a lot more than if like 
because like it can be sometimes hard to convey something like that with music but like a lot of the music critiques they have are like very concrete so you can actually like go back and like hear what they were talking about mm-hmm. uh, which must have been quite a feat for the people that recorded the music for the show to do uh, I feel like if you can do something right then and they need you to do like a specific thing wrong it's not that hard to just do it wrong yeah, like, you should know, how easy is it to purposefully squeak? I, I squeaked accidentally often enough that I didn't ever try to do it on purpose. But, like, the thing is, like, a squeak on the clarinet is technically, like, a note. Like, you can, there is a fingering for that note, and you can play it on purpose. It's just, uh, when you make a mistake, it also makes that note, just yeah. not on purpose. It's sort of like accidentally lip slurring on a brass instrument or something, which I don't know if brass players ever do. I'm going to be honest, I don't have a great understanding of what lip slurring is. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for the fact that they mentioned it, they didn't explain it at all. I think that's Well, funny. I mean, like, there, there's, there's different ways to approach club anime. Because, like, some club anime, like, get way, way into the minutia of, like, of, like, the club activity and how it works and everything. This one is much more of just, like, a drama that, like, involves band kids it's not so much about like band as an activity necessarily yeah and the issue with that is that it makes me feel like it could have been any club i mean that the story so thing, the it could be any club but it's about band <laughs> yeah i just want it but, to feel like i'm watching this show not just any old show type of thing and that there's a reason why I'm watching Sound Euphonium over something else. But I mean, like, it is still a unique story. Like, it, it's not. I don't no, think it may. I don't think the fact that it doesn't like get uh, get into the weeds doesn't make it not makes it doesn't make it interchangeable with any other anime of this type. Like, it still has its own identity. And like, does not knowing what a lip slur is change? how the show like how much you enjoyed the show i would say not lip slurs but ultimately if i don't know anything about band i have no idea how good they actually are and i don't see any sort of progression of them working on it i don't know what they're trying to improve here you can definitely hear Kumiko's playing improve as the show goes on, at least. I, th- I could, anyway. Uh, know what it should sound like. I mean, I think that even the late, even somebody who had never touched an instrument would be able to tell that she's improved by the end of the season. And, like, even if you couldn't, like, it's still very thematically present. Like, yeah. one of the, like, big emotional scenes of this whole season is when, like, she just yells out over the river that she wants to improve, and then Shuichi's there on the other side of the bridge and yells it too. Fucking Shuichi. Like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, is relatable to me specifically as a former band kid, but could also be relatable generally to anybody who's ever wanted to improve at something and, like, got mm-hmm. really emotionally invested in it. Yeah, because, like, it could like... be fucking speedrunning or something. Yeah, because like yes, like like you said earlier, like this show doesn't have to be banned 
anime, but it's still, but that just means that people, people who just have an activity that they really enjoy and they, they can still relate to this, even if that activity isn't banned. Yeah, I just, it's weird then to call it a banned anime when I don't feel like this story has to take place about banned. I mean, isn't that, can't you pretty much say the same thing about most anime? Like, why does Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid have to be about a dragon? I think I mean more of, like, for club animes. Like, for example, um, the, what, is it Iwakakaru Sports Climbing Girls or something like that? Like, you understand their plight whenever they do anything club related and you understand their unique style of climbing and how that relates to them and their story. And you don't right, get that like, here. That's a sports anime. This is a drama. <laughs> eh, it's a sports club, but yeah. All, all of the drama in this show relates to the character's relationship with the band and with their instrument and with music. Like they all, they all got here by caring about music. So I, I don't think you can say it's just like not about music at all. Like it doesn't like get into the weeds of music. It's about people's relationship to it and to each other. Yeah. Anyway, music's good on the production end. ED is a banger. Um, and also, one of my favorite little touches is that like the previously on at the, before the OP kicks in, fu- like has like a brass lead in to the OP underneath it, which is very fun. Sort of like a prelude. I like the ED better than the OP this season. <laughs> I would agree, but I think I like that the OP, while technically not a hundred percent like a like they're singing and vocals and stuff, but like mm-hmm. it's done by a band. It's not like a rock band or anything like that. Like it's an orchestra. I love how I love how the last episode has like the band version of it. Mm-hmm. That's the ED. I don't I don't necessarily love the score when they're not actually playing music, but it's fine. I'm I'm going to be really pissed if she I'm going to really be really pissed if she does wind up dating Shuichi in the end because they play fucking comedy music over all their scenes together. So if I wind up getting queer baited by the show, I'm going to kill. I'm going to kill. What I kind of feel like happened was that these are based on novels and that. Yeah. When they were adapting the first two, they were like, hey, we're going to focus a lot on the relationship between Kumika and Reina, which might not be as explicitly or might not be as queer in the books as it is in the show. And then the books ended up pushing the Shuichi romance more. And so when... Like, they might not have intended to make more beyond season two, but then they were like, hey, people really like this. Why don't we just make more? Money. Anime will sh- anime will show you the two gayest characters of all time, and then in the last season be like, psych, they were straight the whole time. Yeah, that's... I feel like not just anime, but that's also just... Um... Yeah, they're, they're, pulling a, they're pulling a supernatural on us. 
Well, no, except because then he was like, I'm gay and gets sent to super hell. He gets sent to turbo hell. Which I still think is hilarious, but. I don't think that was like the intention of like, I am gay and sent to turbo hell, but that's definitely how it came off. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't actually seen it. So this anime opens with, uh, with our with the main cast entering high school, and that's and the first the the first arc is about uh, Kumiko and Midori and Hazuki uh, deciding to join the band. Uh, Midori plays contrabass, uh, which I guess Japanese high school bands have. We had one in college, but not in high school. <laughs> here, yeah, I mean, whatever, <laughs> sure. And uh, Hazuki picks up the tuba. At least primarily uh, because she bought a tuba mouthpiece thinking it was a trumpet mouthpiece and then kind of gets swindled into it by Asuka, which I thought was very funny. And I do like how they had an arc about tuba being the baseline and such and supporting others. Yeah. I say arc, it might have been just an episode, but. And there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff here that's like very relatable specifically to a band person like it really sucks to get cut from a part or to get cut from something uh and like obviously Hazuki does not make the audition so she doesn't get to be in the the competition ensemble uh, so she's supporting them from the sidelines for most of this first season well really most of it because they keep the same 55 players for the um for the second season and like i got cut from i got cut my freshman year from a part i got i cut i got cut from the marching show because like we had more people than we had spots yeah i mean that really same i I didn't march in any competitions i marched football games and not competitions which sucked i hated it i yeah i ended up doing like a prop thing but Mm. you know that's Marching you did a little dancey dance. Yeah. Oh, they made me twirl a flag in my senior year show, and I was pissed <laughs> off about that. And they were like, oh, you're 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 a woodwind. They're not going to hear you anyway. And I was just like, yes, but this is my senior year show, and you're not going to let me play at the in the finale of my last show of high school. That's kind of shit. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, like, that experience. And it's like a lot of this first season is like, eerie compared to my own high school band experience in freshman year because my band was one that didn't really take competition that seriously and we had a new director come in my freshman year who was who like invigorated the program and we started competing a lot more seriously at least in marching season we'd always been a pretty serious concert band uh so like the first season of the show is about a girl who shows up her freshman year and the band program isn't that serious and the new instructor comes and lights a fire under their butts. <laughs> so for me, it's like, whoa, this is. This is nuts. <laughs> yeah, I I think my high school. It's not that we are competition focused, but our rivals were. And I joined right when we were like, hey, we can actually be good. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you're you guys rivals was Marcus and Marcus was always really good. I remember seeing yeah. Marcus my freshman year. I'm so glad we finally were able to beat them. <laughs> While you were in but, school or afterward? In school. Nice. 
Yeah, my, my experience is the opposite because I went to high school in the decline of my program. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> so I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take all the credit for my band starting to be good my freshman year, but it was mostly me, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all, all the all the credits were like, you know, it sounds the band is about as good as it was last year, but this this one clarinet player, they're they're like the best. This one clarinet they player didn't even march really in, well. <laughs> I didn't even march in competitions my freshman year. I did sophomore year. And the year after that, obviously. But well, I it was only in the last movement of our last of a it was only like the last couple sets of the senior year show, but it still pissed me off. Yeah, it's still frustrating. Yeah, my senior year was the first year in like thirty years that we didn't make UIL state. And then, like, before every competition, my band director would be like, oh, don't worry, we, it's not about how, what, it, the results don't matter, just, like, go out there and do your best, and, like, we were literally one spot away, and then the next day at school, he was like, you guys are fucking stupid. That's also the year that we made state for the first time, at the same competition. <laughs> I, I do, I do remember that, like, no matter where we wound up every year, um, <laughs> for state for march for in marching season like whatever was our whatever wound up being our last marching contest of the year either because like we made it to area and then not state or whatever uh after afterward our director would always be like hey we're better at concert season we'll get their asses there and he was always correct because we were better at concert season we'll get them next time <laughs> my band director pretty much only cared about marching season until like concert band was kind of ass which is I think ultimately they benefit from each other. <laughs> like you need to focus up both. Like I think part of the reason the band was in decline was because the band directors didn't care about concert season. Yeah, when that's when you can make your players good at playing so that way during marching season it sounds good. Yeah. Cause we were good at both. But yeah, there was that I mean there was and there's there's other stuff in this show like when uh, Taki Sensei decides to have them do auditions, which they'd never done before. Like previously in their band, it was all about seniority, right? Uh, just like the older people got to have the parts, and that was mm -hmm. just how it was. Uh, but they actually have auditions for them, and like being being in a band, there's a lot of camaraderie there. But there's also a bit of like frustration. There's a bit of like uh, like only one person can get the solo, so someone's not going to get it. That's just how it is. Mm -hmm. You know, being UIL kids, we also had, um, you know, we also had tryouts for the all region, all, all area mm -hmm. and all state bands. So we all got the all region tryout music. And uh, at my school, at least we had a policy of you can, you can like play an audition for the directors whenever they're available and we they would post like the new scores every week. So like you would, so like I would go in on like Monday and see what the fuck Logan passed me again. Like it was me and Logan just fuck. Me and Logan were like neck and neck with each other all the way from like sixth grade through the end of high school. <laughs> yeah, for me it's kind of a bit of the opposite because I didn't really care. I was not mm -hmm. good. I felt more like. um like more of how some of the people were at the beginning of like 
it's it was just fun for me. Mm-hmm. I maybe I could have tried to be good, but I didn't care to. And part yeah, of that's, that's, that's an... I like I didn't want to try and then fail. Mm-hmm. That's another kind of relatable part of uh, <laughs> of this uh, this show to me is that you know since it was a new program since it was like a kind of new beginning for the program. There were people left over from the way it used to be that like, don't Mm -hmm. really appreciate the change. I think most people still in it did, Mm -hmm. but definitely like there's a lot of baggage for the band of um, the. The incident last year where a bunch of the freshman year people quit. So there's not many second years. Mm. Yeah. Which I don't think they get too much into in this season. They do a little bit. Okay. But like it, it becomes more of a thing in season two with the Misere and Nozomi plot. Mm-hmm. And that'll come up even more in, in uh, the sort of not season three that is the two movies. <laughs> Basically, the two movies are like quasi season three, and then season three is technically season four. Was there a season three? Season three yeah, is coming out soon. Uh, it's coming out in 2024. Okay. Soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kyoto Animation got attacked in a fucking arson attack. Uh, yeah. Oh shit! Like, did you know? Really? Did you not hear, remember no. that? You don't remember that story? Yeah. No. They, there was a guy who was like convinced that I can't remember which show it was, but there was like a guy, a guy who clearly had some kind of issue that. He believed that Kyoto Animation had plagiarized something he'd written. So, yeah, there was an arson attack on Kyoto Animation Studio, and, like, 40 people died, I think. Damn. So that was a pretty major setback to a lot of the stuff they were doing. Yeah, I'd bet. So that's why it's not coming until 2024. We never had anything dramatic as dramatic in our auditions as uh, someone doubting the du- doubting the director's veracity to the point of him being like, "All right, audition again in front of everybody to prove that I'm not bullshitting." I mean, so this is more of um, when I want to say it might have been my senior year. I'm not sure, but um, I was put in the lowest band, and my mom went full mm-hmm. Karen and got me put in the next to lowest band. How many bands so, did you have? Four. Four? Yeah. Wow. I mean, graduating class of only, 800, like... Oh, yeah. yeah. We only had two. We also had four. We only had two, but my band was smaller... Was proportionally small for the size of the school that I went to. Yeah, and ours was big, I think, I would say. Like, mine was large for the school we went to, but it was also like a big program for a while because like, I think because we didn't have freshmen at my school. We started at 10th grade. And so like, I think our, our graduating classes were about the same size as Andrew's. It's just, they were, we just had more people join band. You, you, that's a good way to put it, Andrew. Yuko is basically a Karen. Who's, <laughs> and she's not even for herself, for her friend. Yeah, well, because it's like she thinks she's good enough and she deserves to play. Mm-hmm. 
And I think she honestly does believe that I don't think I wrote her name. Nakaseko okay. is the is yeah. the senior girl. The Nakaseko is better. Yeah. Like she believes that Reina is not as good. That that's the impression I got. I'm and not they just, do get oh, it they seniority, but they do get it a lot into like how music is subjective and it is colored by your emotional experience. And obviously mm-hmm. Yuko is intensely devoted to Nakaseko. So naturally she's going to be going to favor her performance. And so she kind of projects that onto Taki Sensei since he like was aware of Reina's existence before coming to the school. Like she makes Yuko makes it sound like they were best friends, but like he knew she existed. I mean, he, their dads knew each other. Mm-hmm. I also kind of feel like with Yuko, it was that uh, more less that she thought Nekosaka was better than Reina and more that uh, she was the senior and she spent the last two years not being or not getting the solos because there was a senior that took it instead when she was mm-hmm. better. And mm-hmm. so now the now the junior is taking it when she's the senior. And so it's just like a it's not fair thing. Yeah. That is one thing that, like, I never had to deal with that because it was always just the better person got it because you can't hold hands when you're trying to be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we never we never had any, like, because, like, when I came in, it was already, like, meritocratic. It was already all based on auditions and pass-offs. Uh, I can definitely relate to, like, just being angry that someone I didn't like got a part. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Logan. Nah, Logan never. Logan didn't bother me that much. I mean, he he was kind of a jerk in middle school, but by high school, he was he mellowed out quite a bit. Hi, Logan. Logan if doesn't you're listening. bother me anymore. <laughs> I should send this episode to him when it drops. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't spoken a word to him since high school. Yeah, and I also feel like, like even if an audition is like you do have an audition and base it off of skill. I think there's also kind of director favoritism still anyways. hundred percent though. It's kind of weird because like, you know, the kids that like the director probably doesn't like that much probably aren't that good anyway. Yeah. It's a bit of a self-fulfilling thing of like, you don't like me cause I'm not good. So I don't get stuff. And I'm not good. Like it, it's not like they like people who are not good at playing instruments. I remember um, my senior year, we asked my high school band director who his favorite student he'd had at Highland Park was, and he wouldn't say. We asked him who his least hurt was, and he rattled off three dudes in the trombone section that all graduated by then, <laughs> like instantly. <laughs> oh no! One of them just left the band. It's probably easier, though, for them to do that than to name a favorite. Just a lot of the arc of this first season is about like how the band like commits to uh, really being serious about competition and how it bears fruit for them in the end. Because at the end of the season, they go to the competition and they do uh, make it past their 
city to the pre they make it past the prefectural level to the regional level because the 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 one at the end of the season is the kyoto competition and they're going to the kansai region competition as of the end of season one yeah and one thing i will say is that i did like how the teacher is like okay what is your goal gonna be and he let them decide on their own Mm -hmm. had no input and he's like okay you want to go to the nationals let's let's go to nationals and and then drove them really hard towards that Mm -hmm. and whenever they're like but we don't want to do this they're like well you said this was your goal so were you lying like what yeah he's very much he's got a very interesting style because like this wasn't how my band experience was but he's very much like a facilitator which i didn't really i never really thought about that being a way you could run a band but like He's he very he very much trusts his section leaders, mm-hmm. uh, because he really doesn't like work with them outside of full rehearsal. And basing it off other club anime I've seen, it feels like clubs are more student driven than teacher driven in Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah, because for cause also we all took band as a class. It was on our school schedule. It wasn't just like. An extracurricular completely. Yeah, it was the fourth of my day for four years, not including middle school. Like, yeah, we only had four classes a day. Oh, you had an A-B schedule? No. We had uh, fall and spring semester. Oh, interesting. One one fourth of my classes the entire year were banned. Wow. Wow. For me, it was one seventh. For me, it was one fifth. Because we had seven, we had eight periods in a day, but one of them was lunch. And I spent, and I ate lunch in the band hall, so. I mean, I do think there is a bit of student-led stuff with what I had, but definitely not to this degree. Um, but my teachers did a good job of trying to educate the students as well about music and music theory and all that because it was never do this period yeah that is true uh i think i think we maybe got a more well-rounded music education but i guess maybe they expect students to just learn that stuff on their own and bring it with them to rehearsal in these kinds of bands I think something else is that I feel like my college band experience was more like sound euphonium where yes. we would break off into sections more than mm-hmm. in high school because like and sectional because I... like sectionals in high school was Monday after school the trumpets are going to stay after whereas sectionals in college was okay today we're going to everyone's going to break off into sectionals and we're going to, you're going to work on your parts on your own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was in, I was in the top band in college and I know you weren't and Andrew (laughs) didn't do band in college. Uh, were you in top band ever in college, Chris? No. Okay. I I couldn't remember. Uh, I think if, if I stuck with trumpet, I think I probably could have, if I put effort in, Mm. but, I switched to tuba junior year, so. Yeah. And, uh... I thought you did. 
I thought you switched like just at the beginning of college. He he saw how fun the tuba section was at our university. <laughs> I mean, if you're not a music major, band doesn't really matter in college. I had a very small music scholarship, and also I just wanted to do it. Yeah, I mean, I think most people did, but like, it's not like you were doing it to get good at music. You were doing it for fun. Well, basically, I think the band scholarship at where we went was large enough that it was worth doing if you wanted to do band, but not large enough that you would do it. You would do it. Do band for the scholarship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I I really do appreciate like how much this show is about like them making a commitment and then their teacher like holding them to that. Because it is a cool leadership style, I think. He's a good mm-hmm. teacher. I like him. I think so, yeah. And he's hot. I don't care what you, what Andrew says. He is canonically hot. Canonically, yes. Do I think he is? No. I don't think he's ugly, but like... And also, I know it's season two talk, but... Uh... <laughs> In in the episode where they're like having the bonfire, they have a kid. Yeah. One of the kids does an impression of him. First of all, uh, when he says, "What is this?" Uh, when when Taki Sensei says it, he says, uh, "Nandeska sore." But the kid who is impersonating him says, "Nandeska kore," which is like slightly less formal. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm pretty sure that they got Sakurai to actually voice that kid when doing the impression of him. Maybe I mean, if not, was it a random person or, or was it? It's it, I don't know if it's a named character. Because if it's a random person, they do that all the time, at least here in mm-hmm. America for voice acting. But yes, the, <laughs> I remember when my, when my brother and I first watched this show, we made a lot of jokes about him just like having the band play and then cutting him off and saying, what is this? <laughs> I should have made that. I should have just made my title. And I'm I'm Juliet. And what is this? <laughs> but I really, really love this show. It's it it it. Oh, whenever I watch this one, it gets me deep into my I miss being in band feelings, which is a little bit embarrassing. But also, I don't know. It's nice to reminisce sometimes, which is a lot of what we spent this episode doing. Yeah, for me, when I think of band, I'm like. I didn't try. Do I care if I tried or not? I don't know. I really don't regret not trying. And I really wish that if I could do it again, I would try. I would have tried even harder at it. Fair. If I woke up again and if I woke up and I was in sixth grade again, first of all, I'd be like, fuck, I hate middle school. But also I would not have done any drama stuff in school and I just would have just gotten way better at my instrument. And I wouldn't and I would have gotten Logan cut from the part freshman year instead of myself. Oh, also, I would have trans. I, also, I would have I would have become trans in high school instead of at 25. <laughs> Can you imagine trying to transition in middle school? Sounds like hell to me. I mean, transition in high school sounds like hell, too, to be honest. But that's true, especially the high school I went to. Just transitioning in any school setting sounds like hell i think i would have been fine in college that's fair that's a bit more acceptable 
like I knew people that transitioned in college. Same. I, you and I knew the same one. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been fun to transition in college. Oh, well, I love Sound Euphonium and I cannot wait to talk about the movies and the second half of the show next week or next episode, not next week. <laughs> Have y'all seen the have y'all seen Liz and the Blue Bird before? I nope. have not. I, Liz and the Blue Bird is really cool because it's like an arc of this show that they like excised and made into a standalone movie. Uh, I you'll mean, see what I mean. If I don't like it, I'm just going to have to call it Liz and the Blue Turd. I think you'll like it. Uh, anyway, I'm very excited to get into the second half of this one. Uh, yeah, I feel like a lot of what we're talking about, we kind of can't complete the conversation. Yeah. Um, especially because most of us, I think, have seen some part of the second season recently. I've so seen, it's hard I've to seen everything that we're talking about related to this show already. <laughs> yes, but like recent. Yeah, it's been a while. I watched. Anyway. Uh, I love this show. I can't wait to do the second episode, which will come out very close to my birthday. Uh, so anyway, I have been Juliet, your extremely catty clarinet player. I've been Chris, and Goto Senpai is the best character in this show. Yeah. Truth. He reminds me of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I've been Andrew, and this has been our episode about sound, um, like, tuba? Our next episode will be dropping on... The 22nd, July 22nd, which will cover the two movies and season two of Sound Euphonium. Uh, that's all we got for you for now. I did this out of order, so beat boot ravioli, I guess. <laughs>